0: How are you guys doing? My name is Travis and welcome back to Christians United Ministry. Today we are actually going to do um, the first chapter of our Revelation Daniel series. Starting off with Daniel 8. We're going to go from 8 to 11 of Daniel. And Revelation, the whole thing. Before I get into that, I want to say I'm still working on that um, the Eucharist episode, so that is going to come. I'm going to try to get it downloaded tonight. If not, tomorrow night, it should be uploaded. Um, just I really like With these sermons, a weekly post, I like to give all the information. I don't like to cook a cut. So I feel it's better to not rush and to post it late instead of rush into it and give up bad words. So just, again, keep in mind, if you have the notification button pressed and the follow-up button, you will be notified um, when this uh, episode will come out. Now, one thing I want to say before we get into uh, reading and this chat, these chapters are actually very hard t- to read Um and not really to read to understand. And you'll see that I even have trouble myself sometimes just getting the words out because it is confusing because a lot of his on the future and it's hard to read about the future because it goes back and forth and you'll see even in today's chapter of Daniel 8 even the author Daniel has trouble reading this and explaining this rather um, explaining he actually he actually needs an angel to come to come um, explain it to him because he even had trouble so that's why it's important to be paid attention you're gonna see that during these chapters I'm gonna be doing it differently um some chapters i if, if there's a lot of big chapters here they're gonna have two parts to them one parts is going to be the reading and a brief description and then the other half is going to be the explanation um and then some of them like today i'm going to try to get i'm going to get it all in and but what i'm going to do is i'm going to read it all the first time and then i'm going to go back and individually read them again and then give an explanation because a lot of the times it's broken up by parts um, so the way, remember. The, so just, just know that these coming chapters, this, this study is going to be a little differently. You know, I kind of really suggest that you guys, instead of like listening to it in your call, really just like get listen on me to me to my podcast on break, or when it, we can just focus solely on it because it's a lot of important stuff to understand, and this is all in um, relation to the future, um, And the revelation. It was really about. It's revealing everything. It's revealing everything from the front to the end, and the end being the end of the world. Um, what's gonna happen at the end? So again, it's gonna, it's a revelation of everything. Um, so it does get a little tricky. You gonna um, we all gotta pray every time we open up this podcast and open up this spine. But we gotta truly pray for understanding from the Holy Spirit, and God will give it to us. Um, I do have. Uh, just like the last few chapters of Matthew, I do have different explanations. I do look online, and I don't just choose one specific place. What I do is I go around and I try to find the people that give the best explanations um of things and give like and I also intertwine with them with my own um so if i go i like even at the end of Matthew, I was reading stuff that I didn't really agree with so i I, I kind of excluded them and put in my own thought. Because sometimes not everybody's perfect, not everybody's right. And that's something we also got to understand when it comes to anybody's podcast or message or anybody's teachings, that no human, except for the Lord Jesus Christ, is absolutely right. The only way we can be, get to know the actual right is by in the Word of God and the Bible and, pray, and praying, praying excuse me, to God for the understanding. So right now, I'm going to start with reading. Um, I'm going to be recording this in two parts. Um, but I'm going to upload it in one. Right now, I only have time just to do a simple reading, um, and then we'll come back later and do. I'll come back later and, and do the explanation because it does take a while. Um, one thing I do go to note is again, I got. I'm working on that Eucharist sermon as well. Um, I got a lot of things I got to do go person as well. So it's just, just be patient and wait for, and just try to be in time. I'm trying to be on time with everything, but it's getting hard. But again. I'm doing it for the Lord Jesus Christ as we all are. We all should be just our end goal, our goal is just to get closer with God, um, and keeping him in our daily lives. And every, whenever we don't get a podcast and we should always just read the Bible, even if it's something we're gonna go over or something we haven't gone over, just read and understanding. Because like now you can go through Daniel 8 through eleven in Revelation and and start to get the understanding, you know, start to get okay, so when we do go over it, you can actually connect with what I'm saying and you can have um, and that's another thing I was gonna, my last thing before I get into the reading is um, since this is difficult, I'm actually very curious on er- other people's what you guys are interpreting as, as we go through if you guys just see that I um, interpreting it differently than you would per- interpret it always just, just email me because I'm very curious, I'm, ver- I'm very open to learning I'm learning with you guys as well um, I'm very open to other interpretations and seeing. Because um, sometimes that's how God has it planned. It may be revealed to you one way and has someone else reveal it in a very similar or opposite way. And, you know, it's very it's always important when it comes to education to continue working and working and working on it. So that is what you can do. I would like to hear you guys feedback and what you guys are getting from this. You can always email me at at Christians United Ministry at gmail.com. So let's get right into the to the reading. I don't always, any time, let's get into it. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared unto me, even unto me, Daniel, after that which appeared unto me at the first. And I saw in a vision, and it came to pass when I saw that I was in Shushan, in the palace which is in the province of Elam. And I saw in a vision, and I was by the river of Yule. Then I lifted up my own eyes and saw, and behold, there stood before the river a ram which had two horns. And the two horns were high, and one was higher than the other. And the other, the higher, came up last. I saw the ram pushing westward and northward and southward. So that no beast might stand before him, neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand. But he did according to his will, and became great. And as I was considering, behold, an he-goat came from the west, on the face of the earth, whole earth, and touched not the ground. And the goat had a notable horn between his eyes, and he came to the ram that had two horns which I had seen standing before the river, and ran unto him in the fury of his power. When I saw him come close unto the ram, when he was moved with choler against him, and smote the ram, and brake his two horns, and there was no power in the ram to stand before him, and he cast him down to the ground, and stamped upon him, and there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. Therefore the he-goat, waxed very great and when he was strong the great horn was broken and for it came up four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven and out of the one of them came forth a little horn and wax exceeding great toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land and it was waxed great even to the host of heaven and it cast down some of the hosts and of the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. Yeah, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host. And, the, and by the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the place of a sanctuary was cast down. And a host was given him against the daily sacrifice by, the, by reason of transgression, and cast down the truth to the ground. And practised and prospered. Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint said unto the certain saint, which spake, How long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice, and the transgression of desolation, and to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden under foot. And he said unto me, Unto two thousand and three hundred days shall the sanctuary be cleansed. And it came to pass when I, even I Daniel, had seen the vision, and sought for the meaning, then behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Ule, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, Understand. O son of man, for at the time of the end vision at the time of the end shall be the vision. Now as, as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep on my face toward the ground. But he touched me and set me upright. And he said, Behold, I will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the indignation. For at the time appointed the end shall be. The ram which have is which Thou sawest, having two horns, are the kings of Media and Persia. And the rough goat is the king of Great Gracia, and the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. Now that being broken, whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in power. In the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance, and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand, and the vision of the evening and the morning, which is told, is true. Wherefore shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. And I, Daniel, fainted, and was six certain days. Afterward I rose up and did the king's business, and I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. So this is <laughs> a very, very meaningful chapter, but I'm pretty sure you guys are like, huh? So to kind of understand it better, we, we it's probably important we break up the structure of the, um, the chapter. Um, verses one and two are the introductions, right? So it's, it's the introduction. It's kind of like the opening, where, where are we? You know, wh- wh- where are we and what is happening, right? And three to eight is re- really focuses on the ram and the goat verses. So there's two different like the ram and the goat. Remember, uh, remember from the early in the chapters about the ram and goat, um, and the rising up and the reign of the little horn are recorded in nine to fourteen. So that is the revelation se- section of the chapter. So that's God revealing to Daniel because Daniel has this gift. Of having visions, and this is a gift that's obviously given to him by God. So the first half, which was one to fourteen, which was well, technically three to fourteen, is the vision, is the revelation. Then fifteen to twenty-six is the interpretation given to Daniel by the angel, which was named Gabriel, um, and he's introducing Gabriel in fifteen to nineteen. We go over the the ram and the goat verses in 20 to 21, and 22 to 26 is explaining the little horn, and Daniel's response is the last verse of the chapter. So you go pretty much you go over the setting, then you go to the revelation of the ram and goats, and then you go over the revelation of the little horn. Then we go in the interpretation, introducing Gabriel, then interpreting the ram and goats interpreting the little horn and then we have what does Daniel do with it. Um so that is where we're gonna start from the tippity top again. And remember I'm gonna go over the chapters again. I'm gonna read the chapters then I'm gonna read some of um I'm gonna give you some of the explanation explaining the chat the verses I read. So I'm gonna break them down now by group. So we're gonna go over the, we, the introduction is kind of is simple, uh, just telling us where and about when we are. So we're going to start with the ram and goats, and then I'm going to go over it. I'm going to read it, then I'm going to go over it, and it's going to be back for. So these are going to be longer episodes. So let's get started with the ram and the goats. Here we go. So going to verse three. Then I lift up my eyes, and saw, and behold, there stood before the f- river of a ram which had two horns and the two horns were high and one was higher than the other and the higher came up last. I saw the ram pushing westward and northward and southward so that no beast might stand before him. Neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand and he did according to his, his will and became great. And, so really quick, let's go a little bit over that. So the ram, which is later identified as representing the kings of Medo and Persia, which is first 20, has two horns. The first horn would be Media and the second Persia, coming later than the first and being more powerful. The directions in which these kings extend their dominion and it's revealed in verse four and confirmed also by history and um uh, we'll we'll go around in a second actually uh, well, verse four describes the power given to the ram, enabling him to dominate the nations, um, whereas no beast could withstand the ram, and no one was able to rescue people from him. He did so as he's pl- as he pleased, and in the process, the kings became arrogant, magnifying themselves, and these characteristics apply both to the goat and to the horn. Now we're gonna go back into the Bible, we're gonna go from five to eight. And I was considering behold, and he goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth, and touched not the ground. And the goat had a notable horn between his eyes. And he came to the ram and which had two horns, which I had seen standing before the river, and ran unto him in the fury of his power. And I saw him come close unto the ram, and he was moved with troller against him, and smote the ram, and brake his two horns. And there was no power in the ram to stand before him. But he cast him down to the ground, and stamped upon him, and there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. Therefore, the he-goat waxed very great, and when he was strong and great, the great horn was broken. And it came up from four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven. So let's, what does all of that mean? Well, Daniel saw a male goat representing the Greek empire. Um, The goat's notable horn represents Alexander the Great. Now that's what we see in history. Um, The goat crossed the face of the whole earth, so rapidly that did not touch the ground. This refers to Alexander the Great's speedy conquest of the entire Near East in only three years. Uh, The goat smote the ram and shattered his horn, indicating the Greek Empire's crushing defeat of Medo-Persia. At the height of his power, the great horn was broken. This refers to Alexander's sudden death at the peak of his greatness. His kingdom was divided by four of his generals. um, And described in the vision as four notable ones that replaced him. Now we're going to go right back. Again, we're going... going, uh, Narrative, explanation. Narrative from the Bible, explanation. Um, So we're going to go to 9 to 12. Um, It says, And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceedingly great toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. And it waxed great even to the host of heaven. And it came down some of the host and of the stars to the ground, and stamped upon them. And he, and yet he magnified himself even to the prince of the hosts, and by him and the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the daily place of his sanctuary was cast down. And an host was given to him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression, and he cast down the truth to the ground, and practised and prospered begin to explain this, we should begin by noting that the focus of the chapter of 8 is the little horn, just as the little horn is, central focus of the chapter. Um, Six verses are actually devoted to the description of the ram and the goat. The origins of the little horn give little indication of power and prominence to which this king eventually attains. After the one large horn of the goat is broken off, and apparently uh, we can associate this with the death of Alexander the Great. Four lesser horns arise, and the little horn emerges from one of these four horns. While rather, while rather small at first, it grows to be exceedingly great. Um, the conflict between the little horn and God at this point almost becomes bigger than life. And at first ten, the little horn achieves things which are more than human, and he grows up to the host of heaven, causing some of the host and some of the stars to fall to earth, where he quote-unquote tramples them, First 10. Like the ram and the goat before him, he magnified himself. And while the others magnify themselves above men, this horn magnifies him to be equal with the commander of the host, and he removes the regular sacrifice from him and throws down the place of his sanctuary. And this king thinks himself, equal with God, um, as far as directly opposing God. Um, the little horn seems to change before our eyes from a mortal man to an incar- incarnation of Satan himself. The focus seems to shift from the Israelites and Israel Jerusalem and the temple to the hosts of the heaven and the stars of heaven. Um, are these angels who they seem to be? Um, and we'll see a little bit more of this in Revelation twelve four. Um, this prophecy suggests uh, there are more that more, much more exists he- here than meets the eye. Um, and this is a little wonder then that Bible students differ greatly upon the meaning of the verses. So, and and that is uh, definitely a fact. It is again, this is such a, a difficult chapter to understand. So, there's many people uh people who do uh put a lot of time to the bible they there's many different translations of how this um, chapter is uh, perceived uh, especially um between 9 and 12. um there's a lot of contradictions that people work up amongst amongst each other um this is why we need to pray for understanding um, verse 12 puts the success of the horn just described in verse 10 and 11 in perspective. One may gain the impression from verse 10 and 11 that the horn gains on God that, that the horn takes on God and wins. And the reality expressed in verse 12 is that the host of heaven is given over to the horn, not because of the horn's greatness, but on account of transgression. Um, truth is cast to be on ground truth is cast to the ground and everything this one attempt seems to succeed. Even his rebellion against God, his people, and his holy place. But it's one thing to acknowledge is it's only temporary. Um And we're going to continue forward. Going back from 13 to 14. And um, yeah, so 13 says that I heard one saint speaking and another said saint said, unto that certain saint which spake, how long shall be in the vision concerning daily sacrifice and the transgression of that desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot? And he said unto me, unto two thousand and three hundred days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. And this is almost too much to fathom, much less accept. apparently an angel or saint um, speaks up and Dan- Daniel overhears um, he overhears the conversation and the first saint um, said to the other saint um, and asked how long the transgression defilement of the holy place will last and it's going to go on as it reveals in 14 it's going to be 2,300 days uh, which is a, a little over six years Um and then it says that it will be cleansed or properly restored. We're going right back to the Bible, 15 through 18. And it came to pass, when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meeting, then, behold, there stood before me the, as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Ulay, call, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. Which, by the way, that's God. So he came near where I stood. And when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. Now as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep on my face toward the ground. And he touched me and set me upright. So this is obvious, this is an angel that God has sent. Uh, But he, remember this is Daniel. Now people don't know Daniel. Daniel has been given an extremely awesome gift of understanding and interpreting visions and dreams. But this one, he seems to be completely baffled. So God has sent a angel, an angel, to help give him the explanation that he needs Um, so let's continue we're going from right to 19 to 26 and he said behold I will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the ignation, for at the time appointed the end shall be the ram which thou sawest having two horns are the kings of Medea and Persia and rough, and the rough goat is the king of Gracia, and the great horn, that is between his eyes, is the first king. Now that being broken, whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand out up out of the nation, but not in his power. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the trans- transgressors are come to the full. A king of fierce countenance and understanding dark senses shall stand up, and his power shall be mighty, but love but not by his own power, and he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practise, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. And the vision of the evening and the morning which is told is true. And wherefore shalt thou up the vision? For it shall be for many days. And so we got kind of a lot that's given. That's the explanation given to him by the angel and Gabriel informs Daniel about the subject matter of the vision that he's received. Um, The events of the final period of indignation, which is verse 19. Though not synonymous with the appointed time of the end, it does pertain to it. The final period of the indignation precedes the appointed time of the end. One might say the period of indignation precipitates the time of the end. During part of his reign, This wicked horn appears to prevail against God. Reality is otherwise. The horn is granted a period of time to rebel against God and to succeed, not because he is stronger, this is important, not because he is stronger than God, but because his rebellion is part of the purpose of God. So, God, so what that typically means, remember, I'm reading this part, I'm reading from, this one actually comes from Bible.org. Um, it's actually a very good explanation. Um, what he's saying is, God's permitting him; he's not doing it because he's stronger than God, but God's permitting him to to rebel and, in some ways, winning. In some ways, you should think about it. he's letting the the um, horn, quote unquote, win the battles, but he's ultimately God's going to win the war. Um, his reign is. Divinely purposed and permitted so that God's indignation may be poured out on a sinful people. Because of sin, God's indignation indignation is poured out on mankind through his quote-unquote horn. And on account of transgression, the host will be given over to the horn along with the regular sacrifice. And it will fling truth to the ground to perform its will and it will prosper. The vision pertaining to the ram and the goat, recorded in 5 through 8, is interpreted um, in but two verses, which is 20 and 21, um, and one verse for each empire. The ram represented uh, Medo and Persia, or Meadow, I don't want to say it, I think it's Medo and Persia, and, and the goat. Is Greece now? Nothing is mysterious or debatable about this part of the vision. The difficulty comes with the interpretation of the little horn in verses twenty-two to twenty-six, which receives the greatest emphasis and attention in Gabriel's reputation interpretation of the vision. The four horns arising after the breaking off of the great of the goat's horn one horn are four kings, uh, whose resulting kingdoms never approach the power and dominion of the first. Later in the reign of these kings, the little horn does emerge from one of the four kingdoms. Uh, From a merely human perspective, he rises because of his own prosper and greatness. From the divine point of view, he he is raised up and given power because the transgressors have run their course. As the iniquity of the Amorites was not yet full, and the Israelites would have would have to wait over four hundred years to possess the land of Canaan, which is Genesis 15:16. so the little horn was not allowed to rise to power until sin had run its course, and the time for God's indignation to be poured out through the kingdom has come. Uh, the sin of the Jews are in view here, for it is against the Jews and against Jerusalem that this king pours out his wrath. Through this king, God gives his people what they deserve in full measure. While well, verses 23 to 26 describe the actions of this king, their primary focus is his character. He's arrogant, cunning, deceptive, and he is very powerful, but not by his own power. Remember, he's getting from God. He is so wicked and evil that it becomes apparent someone is behind him, someone greater than he, granting him power Expanding his pride, the source of power can be no other than Satan himself. Um, but remember, God is letting it happen. So that's, that's important. I said that before because I wanted to wait till we got to this part. Because I know it is Satan behind him. But we want to remember that God is allowing it. Um, no, no power or force in anybody is stronger than God's. This king has the same pride which characterizes Satan. He will deceive and destroy to an extraordinary degree. He will be master of destruction. His destruction will be all the greater because, in some way, he will will put all men at ease, bringing about their destruction when they do not expect it. Um, His destruction will come upon him as unexpectedly as he was, which is brought on others, and not by many human beings agency no no one brought it obviously and if the ram was subdued by the goat the horn this horn will be destroyed by god so you can see how he's bringing his destruction but who ultimately will win and finish everything destroy everything and that's that's god um god will definitely win that's why he says that um that's why it says specifically that the sanctuary shall be cleansed that's right. at the end of verse 14 um, God will win and that's important to note for anybody who's getting a little nervous there when I first read it, I was like wait what and I was reading like these different interpretations by many from different, different people um, I was going online and I'm like there's no way this can be right but then I pray and I thought about it as like Oh, He's saying that he will win for a little bit, but God will come in at the end. He will come in at the end and it'll fix everything. So this is this is very important information here. Um, but Gabriel's final words provide instructions for Gabriel concerning his vision, that the vision one is true and reliable, and the events are certain to take place, but there are events in the distant future, long after Daniel's death. But Daniel must not take these visions known to anywhere else. Almost as if the vision is recorded in in Daniel's diary to be published after his death. Um, That's why he says uh, the vision of the evening is true. Where shut thou up the vision? For it shall be for many days. So it's just revealing for Daniel. It's not quite revealed to Daniel what should he do with this information just yet. Um, But. Obviously, Dan, Daniel fainted. He said he was sick for, for certain days. He rose up and did the king's business and started the vision, but no one understood it. Um, and Daniel paid a high price for receiving the vision, obviously. And he received the revelation that he could understand in a vision he must keep to himself. As if this were, if this were not enough, the experience of the strength. He was sick for days. And he was just... He had a lot of information. It's like he was given information, and he wasn't so sure if he was strong enough to hold it. Um, so that's why, uh, that's why no one understood it. Is because, well, he hasn't told anybody yet, and because he himself, if he was given all this information, and he's probably thinking in his head, like, okay, well, God gave him this really confusing vision got me to kind of understand it, but then he tells me not to understand it, not to share with anybody. And so he does become sick for, of it, um, sick from it. Um, and it's, it's very hard for him and even for us to understand. Um, and as you can see, this has been a, like a 35, 40 minute episode. These are very good chapters with extremely lot of information. Uh, tomorrow, which is Monday, I'm going to try to get this Eucharist episode in, finish and upload it. Um, and if I can, I, mean, I want to do chapter 9. If not, I can do 9 on Tuesday. Um, 9, 10, and 11. There is a lot of information. Just read, I'm kind of reading ahead. Uh, it's just so much to it. And eleven's huge. Uh So it's... It's very interesting. If I were you guys, I would start opening up your Bibles now. Start getting an understanding of what you're reading. Um, and then we'll rejoin together. Um, if anybody has any personal questions or comments or concerns, especially about these chapters, definitely uh, contact me. We can go over together one-on-one. Uh, my email is Ministry at gmail.com. I want to remind everybody, the first week of August, I'm giving out Bibles um, either King James or ESV. You can email me which type you want, Be you have to email me for one. Um, that way I can't just figure out who I'm going to send it to. Um, but if you contact me through um, com, tell me which version you want, and as we get closer, I'll start to get the information from you where you want me to send the Bible. It's completely free. I will pay for the Bible, and I will pay for shipping. Um, I don't know exactly how much, which is why it's going to be a first come, first serve. So definitely get yourself on that list. Um, August 1st, the first week of August, is when they're all done. Because I want to get them all at one time. I want to get um, as much as I possibly can out there. Um, obviously, if you don't you don't want to wait, you don't want to wait. Obviously, you should go get a Bible now. Um, or if you know anybody who does need a Bible, um, I want to see how this goes. That's why I'm giving it a few months. I want to see who... Want, needs one um honestly if you contact me now and say look i don't have a bible now Can you please I i don't mind doing it now i'm just saying as an, as a wholesome and bulk event i'm gonna do it the first week of august um because everybody time to get a hold of me um and hopefully by then i have a good amount of people to share with so again it's all free i just want to share the word of god um and the first ten people to order to ask for a Bible will get a special surprise from me. I won't tell you. You'll find out when you get the item. Um, it's actually a very cool present um, gift. It's gonna be it's a religious gift, obviously. on Jesus Christ. Um, so definitely get it on that email, Christians United Ministry at gmail.com. That's Christians with an S United Ministry at gmail.com. Well, my name is Travis. This has been Christians United Ministry. God be with you.